on today's episode of the Blue Bloods. Uh, we really don't have anything special. Clemson was the only team in the top four who played this Saturday. Uh, so is football really back? We have pick six recap. Uh, next, we have a new and improved playoff picture segment. It's not the same as Rises and Movers. It's so much different. Uh, we have dumpster fires, top performers, bad beats, and we cap it all off with dead to me. So I'm not going to lie to y'all. This show isn't that big uh, like they usually are, but it's perfectly average. So let's go ahead and kick it off. So to start this episode off, uh, we're going to hit pick six recap, as always. So with the first game, we had Virginia Tech visiting uh, Notre Dame in South Bend. I hyped everybody up. I really did. Uh, I said this game might be a snow game. That would be the only reason to watch it. Turns out there's another reason to watch it, and I guess that's because Virginia Tech likes to give Notre Dame a show, and Notre Dame's just not as good as we thought they were. I don't, I don't really know anymore. Yeah, it, it it was a really, really good game. I mean, I'll give them that. But, you know, you hyped it up as a snow game, not a snow game. We hyped it up as Notre Dame murdering Virginia Tech. There were no murders. Um, you know, Notre Dame, you almost did it. You literally almost made the biggest mistake in Catholic history. And you almost went there. And there's no going back after that. You know, and I usually support ugly wins. But this was dreadful, Notre Dame. I, I I really don't even know if I could ever forgive you for this. Like this this was ridiculous. Virginia Tech was garbage, and you were just like, "Hey, that one point win, I'll take it." That's, one point that's win, just unacceptable. Scoring a touchdown, a go ahead touchdown with thirty seconds left in the game. Are you what? <laughs> I mean, I'll give you this. It was a great drive, and I was going to dog Ian Book. I really was, because he, he didn't look great all game. And then he pulls off this this game-winning drive. I mean, 87 yards in three minutes to score a game-winning touchdown. I mean, it's pretty impressive. It, it was an ugly win. Uh, Notre Dame came into this game as a 17-and-a-half-point favorite. They pulled it out by one. So, I guess a win's a win. Uh, I don't know. It's, it, it didn't seem like a win. You know, all game I was sitting here dreading it, and I, and I knew that Zach and I had both picked Notre Dame in this matchup. And so I, I didn't want to have to face the crowd. I didn't want to have to face uh, recording this podcast today and talking about a game where we lost because we both picked Notre Dame. I already lost on Notre Dame last week when they got whooped by Michigan. I couldn't lose again. So I'm, glad, I'm just glad they won. Yeah, and I'm done with Notre Dame and the ACC, both of done. them. Both? I mean, yeah. I mean, Virginia Tech wasn't, like, great. I mean – and, you know, outside of Clemson, I mean, can you name one ACC team that's worth watching? Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, it's a very, very good point. I mean, their, pre- their like, preseason pick for the number three team in the conference is, like, hasn't won a conference game all year. We'll get to them later in case you don't know who that is. But, you know, the one person who did stand out to me this game is that wide receiver Claypool. I believe he's number 83. I mean, that kid is a grown man. Yeah. I mean, he was everywhere. Yeah, he really had a standout game. But, 
there's another player that I thought had an even more standout game uh, in this one, and that that is Virginia Tech's Divine Diablo, who had that 98-yard fumble recovery. Not only that, but he had uh, what he, he had he had an interception. So this guy, I mean, he if if Virginia Tech would have won this game, he probably would have been talked about all around the cultural community, even though he probably already is. It, it would have just been way more widespread had they actually pulled out this win. Yeah, at, at this point, like I really don't even know what Notre Dame is. I, no, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, what are their expectations? I mean. Are they a good team? Are they a mediocre team? Are they a bad team? I think it depends on the week. And, you know, uh, again, Ian Book led the team in rushing. Are they, is there, are they ever going to find a consistent running back? Probably not. But, you know, Notre Dame, I guess, congrats on a one-point win over an average ACC team. But other than that, I don't think you should be proud of anything. Yeah, and I'm not going back on my word. I called Virginia Tech frauds in the last episode. I still think they're frauds. I just think that Notre Dame are, are the bigger frauds. So I, it was, this was just a fraud off this weekend, and we found out who the team. I, I don't. Even, I still think Notre Dame's the bigger fraud, just because they had higher expectations, and they're just they're pulling out one point victories against Virginia Tech. And even though they had their impressive game early this season against Georgia. Um, I just don't know what this team is anymore. Uh, I agree with you when you say that it's kind of week to week with them. So yeah, let's go ahead and move on. Terrible. Yeah, let's go and move on from this from this matchup. Uh, next, we had a matchup that was Miami visiting Tallahassee. They went to Florida State for this one, and <laughs> the wow, real fraud off. Real fraud off. No, it, Miami won this one pretty convincingly. You know, I had them pick not to brag, so uh, that's two and zero for me so far. But Oh, by the way, Zach and I both went four and two this week. We we didn't do great. I'm not gonna lie, but I, I can't complain about four and two. I mean, that's that's a pretty good record. So uh, Miami versus Florida State this weekend used to be a great rivalry, and now all of a sudden, this is what we get. We get uh, we I don't know this game. I watched this game, and it wasn't nearly as exciting as I would have expected. You know, I, I think I fooled myself. Uh, I think nostalgia played a factor in that, but. I really fooled myself into thinking this game was going to be a good one. It, it was It was not a great one. It, it really was not. I mean, and I knew it. I knew it was coming. But, you know, FSU was FSU, and I screwed myself. You know, a little self-sabotage in there, maybe. A little nostalgia, also probably. But Florida State, you got to figure it out. I mean, really? 27 to 10 to Miami back in the 80s. I get it. They were really good. But this Miami team is just nothing but average. And you made them look like world beaters. And I still, like the ACC, I'm still done with you guys. This is ridiculous. Did you say world beaters? Yeah. Okay, you're gonna have to, we're going to have to have a new segment where you just teach me words <laughs> that you use. So, so what's going on with that one? What's that? You, you, okay, so really, like you've never, like <laughs> no. you've never heard of world beaters? I'm, so, I'm not very cultured, I guess. I don't know. Jesus, dude. I mean, I know we're from the South, but God. <laughs> I mean, are you going to explain it or are we just going to go back? I mean, world beaters, that's, I feel like it's self-explanatory. It's like... <laughs> they beat the world? Like, Is that what you're saying? It's like it's like, it's like like Thanos, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Who's that? I mean, I don't... Oh, Jesus. I don't. Okay. I didn't even watch the movie. I just like... <laughs> I'm really good on social media. I just saw the memes. I don't know. 
Snap. I, I think I, I I think he destroys the world. I don't know, man. I, I'm not into all that. But oh, I just world, like you, wait, hold on. Spill what you just said. Was it world eater or world beater? <laughs> Beaters with a B. See, I've heard world eater. Never world beater. That's not a thing. <laughs> God, man. I'm gonna Google it. So just continue, and I'll I'll be back with this. <laughs> I guess the one player I will shout out in this game though is Jaron Williams, the quarterback for Miami. Um, over 300 yards, passing two touchdowns. You know, I think this kid's future is super, super bright, but he still has a long way to go. And I think Manny Diaz at Miami needs to get more talent in there to help this kid out. Yeah, I, I don't – is Manny Diaz a good coach? Because he came to Miami with these high expectations, and he just really – I mean, this is a, it's a five and it's four. What, it's, 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 it's like first year, bro. It's like first season gotta, in Miami, but take I mean, a, Take a breath. <gasps> okay, and this has not been a great Miami team in the past couple of seasons, so I'll give you that. I mean, they've they've been ranked pretty high, but they, it hasn't been a good team. I mean, so. he took over a team with Tate Martell on it, man. Like that that should good tell point, you everything point. you need to know. Okay, so world but, beater for everybody who was wondering. Uh, <laughs> Marion Webster Dictionary defines world beater as a person or thing that is better than all others in its field. I didn't know that. I didn't know he was going to be in the dictionary. <laughs> And in case you oh. guys didn't get that, well, I didn't. I didn't think that was a real word. I think you made it up, kind of like you did with holding jock straps. I don't know what you're doing in your spare time, <laughs> and whatever else you you said a couple things, a little suspect, but uh, world beater, and that's that's Brandon's vocabulary word of the day. Bang! I mean, how are you gonna question me on that, bro? Like, <laughs> I, gotta, I I don't know, but I do want to congratulate Miami. You. By winning this game, you have clinched the spot of the third best team in Florida. Okay. And so you have Florida at one, UCF at two. Okay. And you have Miami at three. And then I'd probably put Central Florida and then Florida State. You said Central Florida already. You said they were two. Oh, well, South Florida, USF. Oh, gross. Yeah, they're very gross, and so is Florida State. And you put Florida, Florida State, State last? yes, I'm tired of Florida State. That sucks. I'd I'd take them at home over Florida State. <laughs> <laughs> it's bananas. Um, but Florida State did not come out of this game without winning something. They get the they get the uh, what is that, the complimentary prize or whatever for losers, like the participation trophy. They won most irrelevant. All right, I liked it. I like it. And I want I want to them to please fire Willie Taggart and go get a real coach. No, they wouldn't they I don't okay, so we, we already went over the whole thing where they said uh where the A D said that he wouldn't hire uh what do you, what do you say? He wouldn't hire who if he was if, Urban Urban Meyer and Steve Spurrier. Urban Meyer or Steve Spurrier, even if Willie Taggart was hit by a bus. I mean, does that mean that he wants to ride with Willie Taggart, or does that just mean he doesn't want to hire two really good coaches? Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, he could just be driving FSU into the ground. He could just have, like, he could be like a secret Florida fan that's just like, we're going to tear this from the inside out. <laughs> no, I get that. We've got conspiracy theories on this that. podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tune, in for, tune, in, tune in to our uh, preview episode on Thursday for Conspiracy Corner with Zach. So oh, Brandon's gambling corner and conspiracy corner was that. Uh, anyway, I don't know. This game was, this game was something. I mean, it, it was, it was pretty fun to watch, but it just wasn't a close game at all. 
Um, so Miami pulls this one out. Miami just continues to do it to me. Every time that I kind of count them out, they end up doing really well. So uh, I'm not going to doubt them anymore. I'll continue letting this happen. Uh, so next up, <laughs> next up, we've got – I'm not even going to name the rivalry name that they have for this one uh, just because it's ridiculous. But we've got – the, the, the world's, world's largest, largest outdoor out- cocktail party. Cocktail party. Yeah, whatever that is. Yeah, and like I said in the last episode, I cannot stand that name for rivalry. I don't think that every game needs a name. Uh, so until then, I'm just going to disregard it. I'm going to act like it's not even a real thing. But this game was a uh, it was it was a good game to watch. Um, you know, in the first half, Georgia kind of pulled away a little bit. You know, at halftime it was 13 to three, and then Florida kind of made a little bit of a comeback. Uh, it just wasn't enough to win this game. Yeah, I mean, it just – the SEC refs have me just absolutely infuriated. Like, can we not get this together? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, next next week we have a one versus two matchup. I mean, I'll just – I am telling you, I dare you to mess this up for us. I dare you. CB, it's going to be bad. CB, CBS already has us messed up because this is a 2-30 game. One versus two at 2.30. To That's be fair, BS. To be fair, I'm pretty sure that Alabama would have scheduled this game for 2.30 anyway. That's just kind of the thing they like to do. They don't like night games. I, can't, I couldn't tell you why. I don't know. They got those stupid lights now that everyone's infatuated with. Just like, like the seizure like, machine? Is that what you mean? Yeah. I mean, and all the fans are like, oh, look at those lights. I'm like, dog, they're just red lights. You can buy them at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to you just got a dude in the corner flicking them on and off real fast. That's all dude, you got going on. Go hit up any redneck guy in this world and ask them how they installed those LED lights in their trucks. And that's all they did to Alabama Stadium. It doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> this is going on in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. So Brian Denny is just pretty much like a souped-up Silverado, like an 04 yeah. Silverado. Yeah, it's a souped-up 04 uh, Silverado. It's it's got a uh, little pinches of dip. In the center console that couldn't, be- <laughs> um, it smells like black ice. But oh god, oh yeah, That's, that, that pretty much describes Tuscaloosa. Though that is a horrible city. <laughs> it's pretty um, bad. It's terrible. But anyway, back to this matchup. As we said, Georgia pulled this one out, and I give Georgia's defense the entire all the credit. I mean, they yeah. held this Florida team to under 300 yards and only allowed 21 yards rushing. Yeah, they, they proved me wrong. I'm not going to lie. Because in the preview episode, I mentioned that I mentioned that we, I thought Florida's defense was going to be the better defense on the field this weekend. Obviously not the case. I was obviously wrong about that. I've been wrong before. I'll probably never be wrong again, uh, just knowing me. But – uh, I don't know. It, Georgia's defense looked a lot better than I was giving them credit for. They really did. And Jake Fromm keeps playing perfect game manager games. I mean, had almost 300 yards, two touchdowns, and just made all the right plays. Didn't turn the ball over. Didn't put Georgia in bad position. And this is why they won the game. That and the difference in their running games. I mean, like you said, Florida had a combined 21 yards rushing total. You can't do that and win a game. Not when, when, not when you've got the rushing attack that we have from that we that we see from Georgia. I mean, th- that difference can't be that big. And then you expect to uh, 
to win this football game. I mean, and Jake Fromm had a better game than Kyle Trask anyway. So it's just Georgia That's true. looked – because this game was somewhat close, but Georgia, in my eyes, looked just miles ahead of Florida in this one. Agreed. And I'm, I get the ref's bad call, but I still think Georgia pulls this out even with a bad call. I mean, the bad call didn't allow – if people are saying that the refs deserve seven points, yes, it <laughs> kept the drive alive, but Florida had chances to to stop them. Yeah. I mean, it's the same It's the same way I feel about the Saints call in the NFL. Like, yes, it was a horrible call. The Saints should have won. But the Saints got the ball back twice with chances to win the game, and they didn't do it. So you can't blame it all on the refs. We're not, we're not going to talk about this right now. We're going to have a good Sunday. <laughs> we're going to continue recording. Um, oh, God. But, I mean, UGA controls their destiny. They went out. They are in the playoffs. They lose. If they drop a game to Auburn or – in the SEC championship, they don't get in, and that's that's just the truth. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so, I mean, this game, it, it was a fun one to watch. Uh, I told everyone in the last episode, if you don't have anything to do at 2.30 on Saturday and you have CBS All Access or maybe you're rich and you have cable, who knows, um, then you should be watching this game. And so I, I think I gave everybody the right call there. It's probably the best game that I – well, not the best game all weekend. Uh but it was one of the better games. It was the best game in this time slot. So let's go ahead and continue on to our next matchup. Uh, We have number nine, Utah, who visited Washington. And guys – I'm going to bang my head against the wall. Yeah, yeah. Who did you have in this one, Zach? Uh, I had Washington, and I looked real good there for a little bit. (laughs) No, you had me scared because I remember – if anyone remembers what I said on this last episode, I said that I think I sealed Utah's fate the second I chose them because Washington's going to come out and win this game somehow. But it didn't happen. Utah ended up uh, – uh, there's this thing that exists, and it's called the fourth quarter. And without it, Utah doesn't win this game. But thank God we have it because Utah, that's, that's where they pulled ahead. They pulled ahead, and they scored, uh, they scored 14 in the fourth quarter. Pulled ahead, won the game, sealed, sealed their destiny. So – Utah is another one of those teams. If they went out, things might – I mean, they went out and they win the Pac-12 championship. They might get themselves a playoff spot. But if not, there's just no chance. No. And Jacob Eason does it again. I just want to say, this kid is so spectacularly average that it absolutely kills me. He does not do anything great. I mean, he had over 300 yards and four touchdowns. But the two costly interceptions that probably that – probably cost Washington the game, honestly. Yeah. Um, and I think it's fair to say Georgia made the right move and we should have seen it coming. They are who we thought they were. He was he is I who love they that. thought he was. That is true. And then you compare that to Tyler Huntley for Utah. He cool, made a man. statement, almost 300 yards of rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown, no mistakes. No statements after the game, just winning football and quietly going home to play Sudoku. Sudoku, <laughs> however you say it. <laughs> one of those. I don't know. Sudoku. Yeah, one of those games. He he goes and he goes out and fills the crossword puzzles and like magazines like that. I, this kid is just quietly the leading quarterback of the number nine team in the country, and he just doesn't say anything. No one talks about Utah either. Uh, you spoke about that in the last episode. They're very quiet. Um, yeah, but. Here they are, winning football games. They're 8-1. and one. They dropped a game to USC on the road. Who can blame them? USC has Keaton Slovis. So, I'll there leave it go. at that. 
Um, I mean, just a question, though. Is Washington the biggest college football disappointment of the year outside of maybe Nebraska? I would say they're the biggest. Well, maybe not to everybody, but to me, for sure. Uh, I know I know a lot of other people had Nebraska super high. From the beginning, I counted them out, so not to brag. But, but Washington. I had Washington in my playoff preseason because I thought they were, I thought everything lined up for them. I thought they played all their big games at home and I thought that might be enough for them to win, you know, the big games they needed to win. And then on the road they played, I mean, they didn't have a very good, they didn't have a really hard road schedule. So I thought like the no. stars lined up and that they had a good chance to win the PAC 12 this year and end up in the playoff again. But they've just, I mean, five and four and, and they're two and four in conference. There's I was just, about to say that is the worst. That. It's the Pac-12. You can't go two and four in conference. Yeah, I mean, I brushed off their loss to Cal at the beginning of the season. I was like, that must have just been a fluke game. It is looking more and more like this team just doesn't have it together, and I I can't put my finger on what it is either. Because if you look at them on paper, they should not be five and four. No, this team looks really good. I mean, that's what I was looking at preseason. I thought that they were. Uh, and and I feel I don't even want to say I feel stupid about it just because like I feel I still feel like that was the right pick preseason. It's just they came out this season and they proved me wrong. And I don't I, like you said I can't I don't know what it is. I don't know how why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, uh, I I don't have, I don't have anything really else to add. I mean turnovers and defense decided this game. Washington had too many turnovers and not enough defense, and here they are at five and four and a huge disappointment. Yeah, I agree. So. Let's go ahead and continue on to – I'm going to go ahead and call it my game of the week. This game was incredible. For anyone who missed this game, I'm sorry. We have number, we have number 15 SMU or former number 15 SMU visiting number 24 number, – or former number 24 Memphis. And holy cow, points. That's all I'm going to say about this game, points. <laughs> Memphis won this game 54 to 48. They scored 102 combined points. Hey, what did I say on the preview episode? I would take the over if it was 100 and you did. look and then what you happened. You would probably lose. You would have won. You, you would have won this game by a long shot, too. Yep. So, you know, I, I, I'm going to say I'm going to say it. I picked um, I picked Memphis to win this game, and everyone called me stupid. I had people tell me after the episode came out that I was stupid. And I just want to say, this is why I have a podcast and y'all don't. I'm going to be a little cocky. Be a little cocky right now. I but, chose SMU and I do have a podcast. <laughs> but we all know Brandon sucks. Um, no, I'm stupid. And, uh, if anyone's stupid, it's me. And this game was electric, though. I just want to say I had so much fun watching this game. The environment was on point. Shout out to Memphis for showing up at game day, showing up for this game. And the offensive performances in this game were just absolutely amazing. And the AAC made a huge statement on primetime national television. It is disrespectful that Memphis is number 24 in the nation. And and the college football playoff committee on Tuesday better recognize this team because they are a great football team. They but, are, but, but they, are so they lost a Temple, my guy. Temple was upsetting everyone for a minute there. So I'm not, I'm not even going to – let's not talk about that. Memphis is a good team. They're 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 incredible. Um, fifty four points on SMU, pretty good. Uh, 
And I think they could have scored more, too, honestly. Dude, and the crazy um, thing is they were winning by 20 points in the fourth quarter. SMU almost yeah. made a comeback. Almost made a comeback, yeah. but uh, I don't know. It, they, they did not make that comeback, and Memphis pulled this one out. But defense. We, let's talk about defense for a second. That's something that neither one of these is that, teams Is that has. a thing? They, they is that a know. thing in the AAC? In the AAC, I don't, I don't know the AAC well enough to make a statement on that, but I do know that it's not a thing between these two teams. There can't be a combined 100 points scored. And there be any such thing as defense. I mean, to be fair though, the quarterback play was amazing by both these teams. Yeah. I mean, Bouchelle for SMU had had 456 yards and three touchdowns, while Brady White for Memphis had 350 and three touchdowns as well. I mean, yeah. I mean, just insane. And that running back Goodwin, I believe, for Memphis took it like what was it, 90 yards. Yeah. On that uh, late in the yep. fourth, I mean, yep, just yep, yep. amazing, amazing game. Yeah, I mean, really great performance out of both of these teams this weekend. Uh, and, and I think that I mentioned this in the preview episode. If I didn't, then I know for a fact I mentioned it to Zach either before or after the episode. But I said this game was going to be a toss-up. I said this game was going to uh, – I, I said I couldn't really call it because, I, you know, I've watched both of these teams this season, but I couldn't really get a strong read on them just because they haven't played this type of game yet. They hadn't played one of these big primetime games where, you know, they were both going to be on display. And they, I mean, they got put on display this weekend and they both looked really great. Um, You just, at the end of the day, you had to sit down, give props to Memphis where it's due. Uh, They showed up for game day, like Zach said. They showed up at the game. They were loud. Uh, It looked like a fun environment. I mean, I would never want to go to Memphis, don't get me wrong, but it looks like a fun (laughs) environment overall <laughs> i mean i say the aac should be a power five conference or make it a power six thing but i mean uh, i'm okay I think, with I taking them can, i think we can drop the pac 12 right i would say pac 12 or acc move clemson what is, somewhere else yeah move is. clemson to the sec or something like that but um the and like we could put like arkansas in the aac or vandy and just move like memphis to the sec we have we have moves here guys we have ideas come talk to us yeah the aac i mean they're they're a legit conference they're not you know they're not pretenders uh all the time sometimes they are not always so yeah this is i mean if you miss this game i really do feel sorry for you zach texted me last night in the middle of this game and said hey are you watching this and i felt a little disrespected that he would even think that I wasn't watching this. Uh, but, I mean, it was a great game overall. Um, I don't have too many more thoughts on it. Uh, both of these teams no. have a chance to uh, – I mean, I, I don't know how the, conference, how the conference is split up. Are they both in the same division or are there divisions or what? I don't know. But if there's not divisions, then they both have a strong case uh, that they could both meet again in the AAC championship game. Um, I, I think so. And, I mean – there's multiple good teams in the AAC as well. That's that's what's shocking. But um, Memphis and SMU are both in the same division. And the crazy uh, part is neither of them are leading the division. That's weird because Memphis that, won outright. <laughs> I don't know. Navy is leading the West AAC with a 5-1 conference record and a 7-1 overall record. Oh, that's just – 7-1? Navy 7-1? Navy is seven and one. They've won five in a row. 
hold on. <laughs> Wait, we, we need to talk about that. That's going to be the things we missed because that dude, what? Anyway, so let's go ahead and continue. Yeah, so our next the, so dude, hang on. T- okay. Talk about real quick. Okay. The, the A, the AAC has two comp, two divisions. The West has a seven and one Navy team an eight and one Memphis, an eight and one SMU and a six and three, two lane. Pretty and good. then the East has a seven and one Cincinnati, a seven and two UCF, and a five and three Temple team. And we're not going to talk about them. I mean, that's 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 pretty solid. I mean, that's better than the that's better than the ACC as a whole. Yeah, but uh, dude, that that's crazy to me. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. And Houston, Houston's not good. But did you see them yesterday? They're not pretty decent, dude. Who do they hold on? Because they they played yeah they were playing uh, UCF and like yeah it was a like it was a good game for a little while there I don't know yeah I mean this anyway. I, I, if people need to stop sleeping on the AAC put some respect on their name respect on their name yeah they were <laughs> they were winning twenty three to twenty one at halftime Houston yep. was without a quarterback and a wide receiver who decided to redshirt after the fourth week of the season. <laughs> Anyway, uh, let's go and move on to our next matchup. We have uh, number seven, Oregon, visiting uh, USC, Southern California. And, dude, this game this game wasn't even close. Oregon came it in. It was. It was in the first quarter. Okay, yeah, with the first quarter. Okay. But at the end of the game, when it was 56 to 24, it wasn't even close. How about that? Because <laughs> I was, we both picked Oregon, and I was extremely worried in the first quarter when USC jumped up 10 to nothing. Right, but then oh, yeah, my worries, yeah, my worries were put to rest when Oregon put up twenty eight in one quarter. I mean, that is, yeah. um, that's so disrespectful. You don't have to do that to a team at home. <laughs> you listen, if you come at my boy Keaton like that ever again, you're gonna get fought. That's that's just facts. I don't know what to tell you. Don't do that to to Mister Slovis ever again, or maybe you'll maybe your kneecaps will mysteriously disappear. <laughs> don't do it i mean i mean keaton played a great game but you know, know he he made the perfect mistake so for oregon three interceptions hey man that's okay he was trying to three. give oregon a little bit of trying to oh, get a, trying to give oregon a chance and herbert just kept doing his thing 225 three touchdowns and one mistake on the interception i think oregon's the real deal and really and truly if i'm picking my playoff uh my playoff right now i think oregon makes it in that's that's a take. Uh, who else does Oregon have this season? They've got Arizona next week. No, not next week. In two weeks. They have a bye week. They have Arizona, then Arizona State, then Oregon State. Yeah, so they're basically going to walk to the end of the season. So Yeah, and then, they get, and then they'll probably get Utah in the, um, in the championship. And, that, and if Utah is, uh, wins out the rest of the season, that will be a top probably 7-6 matchup. Yeah, I mean, it'll be, it'll be a great game. And so if Oregon wins that, I don't know how you can argue to keep them out of the playoff. That's a good point. Um, I don't know. It's going to be extremely interesting to see. And, and, you know, we're saying we're already calling this matchup, even though things could definitely change in the matter of a month. But, you know, if everything remains consistent, then it'll, it'll be Oregon, Utah, and that'll be a game to watch. Uh, that'll just be a ton of offense versus a ton of defense, and it'll, it'll be a good game. Anyway, uh, th- this game I didn't really have too much to say on just because it was 
you know, after the second quarter or when the second quarter even started, it just wasn't even close anymore. Uh, I mean, at halftime, it was 28-17, then end up – it should have been – you know, honestly, USC scored with three minutes left, but, I mean, it was 56-17 before that. It wasn't close then. It wasn't close after the touchdown. (laughs) It's exactly Uh, what we thought was going to happen. I had – I thought Oregon was going to – dominate this game and they did i just think oregon has a lot more talent than the rest of the pac-12 yeah i want to go ahead and uh i know i've been bragging a lot on this episode but before this game started zach said oregon by a million so that that worked out and i said oregon by three touchdowns they went by 21 well <laughs> they won by a little bit more than 21 they won by 32 so i i think we're doing pretty good right now zach i, I feel like we need to pat ourselves on the back we don't give ourselves enough credit some of the time so, well, <laughs> you- and uh, we're going to continue on past our pick six. So that was our pick six recap. Uh, and moving forward, we have another segment: things we missed. So, on things we missed, if you haven't been listening for the past two weeks, this is basically you know, we don't have time to cover every single topic in college football week to week in our preview episode. So we go back and talk about pretty big things that happened. Uh, and I mean, mainly like the name of the segment would suggest, it's just things that we missed. So the first thing I want to talk about and things we missed, this wasn't, this one wasn't planned. How is Navy seven and one? We spoke about it a second ago. That doesn't make sense. I mean, it, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the, so the thing that gets me is that army was predicted to go undefeated to start the season. And Wait, here we are. Yeah, you didn't hear about that. There were people saying that Army was like Army was like preseason ranked. That's no, I had no idea. And, and and Army has been trashed this year, and here we are. And Navy is just running through people. I mean, their only loss was to Memphis on the road in week three. Yeah, and it was and, it was a pretty good loss. I mean, they yeah. held Memphis to thirty five points, and they've won all their games except for one or two by double digits or more. They beat Air Force by nine, and then they had a three-point win over Tulane. But the rest of them have been by, like, 20 or 30 points. I mean, pretty impressive. Uh, And just in case y'all didn't know, in two weeks, they played number 16 Notre Dame at Notre Dame. uh, Yeah, that's going to be a big game to watch. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. That's going to be on our pick six, even if it has to be the seventh game. We have to talk about it. And I'm picking Navy. I'm going to go and mark that down right now. Keep me to my word. I'm picking Navy in that matchup. Okay. And then the week after that, they play SMU at home. Oh, that's going to be a tough one. That's going to be tough, man. So Navy's got some – has some big games coming up. So I, I expect them to be ranked this week. Um, and, you know, we'll see how they play. Come, yeah. I mean – We'll see what the playoff committee decides because that's the only ranking that really matters. So – We've got that coming out on Tuesday. Uh, be sure to tune into that on ESPN. Not, I mean, no free ads, but I'll give a free ad to ESPN. I guess we want to make, we want to make, <laughs> we want to build bridges, not burn them. Uh, sorry, that bridge with CBS is already gone. A couple other ones, but uh, we're going to build a bridge with ESPN. We like them. Yep. Anyway, there you- uh, <laughs> go ahead and continue. What else did we miss this week, Zach? So first, we are going to talk about number seventeen Cincinnati at Eastern Carolina. Oh uh, this this game was interesting. Uh, Cincinnati was getting smacked. 
I'm talking about slamacked, Schmacked. guys. And they came back and scored 18 points in the fourth quarter and hit a game-winning field goal to escape Eastern Carolina with a win. Yeah, I, um, Zach yeah. and I were talking before the show today, and and he told me that we were going to talk about this and things we missed, and I said, oh, yeah, didn't Cincinnati get whooped by Eastern Carolina? Turns out they made a comeback. Uh, they had a game-winning field goal. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anymore. Football, football yeah. might not be my thing. I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, Desmond Ritter played a horrible game, guys. I mean, 161, two interceptions, horrible. But he was bailed out by his running back who ran for 150 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, uh, I don't think home field advantage play. I don't think they could say there was home field advantage. Uh, I don't think East Carolina has a stadium. I think they played this in a Walmart parking lot. That would make um, sense. Yeah, it would check out, right? And, you know, ECU tried to play a spoiler, but came up just short. I think the Cincinnati team was really good. Uh, I think every team, you know, in the country has this close game. You can't blow everyone out every single game. And Cincinnati got a wake-up call, but they pulled it out, and here they are with one loss. And unless they're penalized for this close loss, they should be in the top 15 next week. Yeah, I think they probably will be. Um I mean, like you said, you can't win every game by by a large margin. There's going to be some games that, that you just barely edge out. Ask Notre Dame. They did it this weekend. Uh, ask anybody. I mean, really, I mean, name, name a team that has gone through their season for, I mean, an entire season without having one like, somewhat close game. I can't. Clemson, well, did well, Clemson, Clemson last almost, year? Uh, we don't talk about Clemson last oh, year. Oh, A&M. A&M. A&M, yeah. yeah. A&M, they all. Yeah. A&M, okay. and uh, then North Carolina this year, and so forth. Anyway, you, you can't win every single game. And I'm not trying to put Cincinnati on the same level as, as like, the best teams in the nation. But in the AAC, I mean, they're pretty good. And so, it, just don't sleep on them just because they won a close game. They still won the game. So, I'll leave it at that. Uh, anything else that we missed, Zach? Yeah, we also missed a huge upset in West Virginia when Georgia Southern beat Appalachian State 24-21. to uh, I'm going to go ahead and rephrase that for you. The formerly undefeated Appalachian State. Yes. That, that game. They were the only undefeated team left in the, sun, in the fun belt, and they, they went and blew it. Georgia yep. Southern's At good. At home. Georgia Southern's good. Well, I think it's I think it's just a triple option does it again. The triple option is so unstoppable, man. Like, why doesn't every team just run the triple option? Because then it wouldn't be unstoppable. Because then people would understand what it is. But I think I that's the problem. Know, I don't think anyone really understands what the triple option is. And once you once you master it, you just can't be beat. I mean, Georgia like, Tech left uh, it I, this year, and how are they doing? Not great. They're very right. bad, actually. Yeah, you should have um, kept it. I mean. How how are you the number twenty team in the country undefeated and you lose to a team that had sixteen passing yards on four attempts? <laughs> I didn't I didn't know that line. That's pretty good. Yeah, and they had almost they had three hundred and thirty five yards rushing. No, I mean not great. Not a great showing from Appalachian State this weekend. Uh, all I do have a question though. Okay. How does it feel, Appalachian State? This is Michigan calling. <laughs> are you are, are are you done now? Are you done doing this to other Power Five teams that are ranked and have high expectations? 
I hope you learned your lesson. I hope you know now how it feels to lose to someone you're not supposed to, like Georgia Southern or yourself, Appalachian State. This is Michigan calling. <laughs> that was insane. That was an insane move by you. I respect it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know. <laughs> Georgia Southern, they do it again. Uh, Appalachian State. I mean, they still have a pretty good chance to win the Sun Belt just because it's the Sun Belt. But uh, I mean, they're still seven and one. But let's not let's yeah. not try to elevate this team to number twenty ever again. They were number twenty. Right. I mean, and they didn't score till three seconds left in the first half. Right. I mean, come on. And they came they came on strong late. They didn't score in the third quarter. They scored almost all their points in the fourth, but. Come on, Appalachian State. You, on, you're man. better than this. You want to be respected, but you cannot lose to Georgia Southern and be respected and just ask Florida how that feels. Let's do it. And then with our uh, – I think it's the last thing we're going to talk about and things we yep. missed. Uh, they did oh, it to me boy. again. They did it to me again. I don't even want to say their name, Zach. So, Nebraska. Uh, per- Purdue won a game. I'll say that. Yep. Nebraska lost to Purdue, guys, 31-27. to And I have a question for Nebraska. I really do. At this point, what is your excuse? You can't have. I one. mean, I'll, I'll Purdue. Give them, I'll, you know what? I'll give them one. I'll give them one. Drew Brees was at Purdue this weekend, and did you see that speech he gave to them? It, it was fire. I was ready to play. They could have beaten anybody this weekend, uh, but no, Nebraska. Oh, oh, that hurt. Uh, you suck. I don't even want to talk. About I mean. It Purdue didn't even have any starters. I, I I think everyone's still hurt. Yeah, I mean, probably. and and now Nebraska, you are sitting at four and five, two and four in Big Ten play, and you really thought you had the natty, huh? You really, you really, thought you really you thought, thought you really thought. Okay, look at um, us now, right? And I mean, is Scott Frost on the hot seat in his second season? Please, please be on the hot seat because. I'll tell you why he's on the hot seat. Because last weekend, when they lost another game, uh, he said it was because his team was wearing hoodies in their warm-ups against Minnesota. It's Minnesota, Scott Frost. You recruit players from the South. You recruit them from Florida. And then they play in Nebraska. And then you had to play a game in Minnesota. It's a little cold. And to top that all off, Scott Frost, you were wearing a hoodie in that in that press conference. So, I don't want anything else from you ever again. He wore a hoodie this weekend. No, man, that's soft. They wouldn't. They'd get bullied in his day. That's what he said. He said they'd get made fun of if they wore if they wore long sleeves or a hoodie during a football game. Jesus, man, it's cold, man. It's cold. It's Minnesota. That's that's Canada, kind of. He is so trash. Oh God. I don't know. I I don't know, man. Nebraska, you need to figure it out because this is getting embarrassing. It's embarrassing me, and I didn't even like. I, I called this. I called this oh, game. God. I called. You know, actually, I did not call this game. I thought Nebraska. You picked Nebraska. I know. I you didn't call this. Nebraska. I didn't call this game. I called this kind of season for Nebraska, though. When everyone's like, "Oh, they could win the Big Ten. No, there's no chance. And now look at you. Where Where are you at now? Um, oh God, bro. Yeah. So let's let's leave this segment before I get. Yeah, I guess too too tied up with this. Um, I'm already pretty heated. Uh, next, we have our new and improved playoff picture. That's right. We haven't had it since, like, our fifth episode uh, because we used to do our top 15 
and then we do a playoff picture, and it was pretty repetitive. So uh, we're not doing risers and movers this week. Instead, moving up, moving forward, especially since we have the college football playoff committee deciding their top 25 from now on, we're going to have our playoff picture every week uh, going forward. We're going to talk about teams that could make the playoff, teams that we have in our playoff for sure, uh, things like that. And so, Zach, you could probably explain a little bit better because this was your idea. I'm going to go ahead and give you credit for this. <laughs> so what, what, what's yeah. Going? So we're just going to talk about, so each week we're going to talk about who might have eliminated themselves from playoff contention, who still is the team with the long shot, and who just has to keep winning and guarantee themselves a spot. And then we can list who we might think is in as of right now, but with the playoff committee releasing their rankings, we figured we'd keep you guys updated on the way we're seeing the playoff picture as well. All right, so I'm going to let you get this one started out, Zach. Since you're I mean, an expert in this field. <laughs> so, uh, so first, I guess we'll start with like the guarantees. If these teams went out there in, and I think that's pretty clear that it's Clemson, Alabama, LSU, and Penn State. Yeah, all these teams are undefeated. And in the top five, I mean, all these teams are top five teams. If they went out there in, I mean, are you really keeping an undefeated Big Ten, SEC, or, eight, or Clemson out of the playoff? Uh, I don't think so. Did you? I don't know what game it was during yesterday, but they kept pulling up graphics on. I think it was on ESPN about their playoff predictions, and every single one of them kept Clemson out. How, if they're undefeated, how do you keep them out? I get that their strength of schedule wasn't super high, or it wasn't like super hard this year. But how do you keep this team out if they're undefeated and they win their conference? Yeah, so I have like I don't know, man. I I really think they're just ranking based on how teams have looked this year, and I get that. I, I right now I would have LSU, Ohio State, and Alabama above Clemson performance wise, but I, I'm not keeping them out of the playoffs. Like I'm not putting Penn State above them or a one loss team. I, right. I just I don't understand that. I mean. I have my list separated into tiers. So my tier one are those five teams I just listed. Those tier one teams that they can they that's their debt. They control their own destiny. And then in my tier two, I have teams that if they went out, they should be in. But if something doesn't fall right, they could be out. And that includes Oregon, Georgia, Utah, Oklahoma, Baylor, and Minnesota. Okay. If Baylor and Minnesota go undefeated, I don't see how you can argue that they don't deserve a shot at the playoff. Well, especially when you think about it, and if Baylor is undefeated, that means that they beat Oklahoma. And that means yeah. that they won their, their uh, conference championship. And so, I mean, if they're undefeated, then you have – I mean, how do you put them – so my main thing is that right now, and I'm not talking from people that, like, are voting for the college football playoff, and I'm just talking college football analysts – most of them have LSU making the playoff and also Alabama making the playoff. And that is, I know I went into a super deep rant about it and I don't agree with that necessarily. I don't think that if you aren't in your conference championship that you really should have the chance to make the college football playoff or have a chance to play for the national championship. That's just my opinion. Um, But I mean, if you have both of these teams in and you keep out an undefeated conference champion, how how can you justify that? If if that happens, they'll expand to eight teams next year. I guarantee it. I mean, that would just be you can't. 
and the SEC has been the only conference to ever have more than one team in the playoff. And we've already heard complaints about it. But before this year, there was actually an argument for it because, I mean, both of those teams that made it were really good and they actually ended up in the national championship. Uh, Alabama and Georgia is who I'm referring to right now. But, you know, if they did it again and, you know, say LSU wins and then there's a one-loss Alabama team who didn't make their conference championship um, and they were put in the playoff, there's just going to be an uproar. From the college foot, from anyone really, it's yes. going to be the whole country. It's not even just going to be people who watch college football. It's just going to be from everybody, including myself. I'll be upset. Mm-hmm. And I think the winner of Utah Oregon, if both these teams went out until they play each other, the winner of that game has a real argument to get in, especially Oregon. Yeah, with their only, Oregon. yeah, with their only loss being to Auburn in the first week of the season, where they led the entire the entire game outside of seven seconds. Right. No, I mean, I mean, I agree with you for sure. And then my final tier is going to cause an uproar. And these are three, two lost teams that could still find their way in the playoffs. If everything falls correctly. <laughs> if, if anarchy breaks out and call, which is what I'm rooting yes. for, by the way. Yes. So these are the long shots. I'm not saying any of these teams will make the playoffs. I'm saying these teams do have a shot. And it's Florida, Florida, okay. Auburn, and Michigan. Michigan? Yeah. Dude, if Michigan wins out and beats Ohio State and then beats whoever – beats an undefeated Minnesota team in the Big Ten Championship and – those SEs, so Alabama, LSU, they play each other. One of them loses. If Auburn upsets Georgia or Alabama, We're then both, one of those teams falls I mean, out. Both. Yeah, think about that. yeah. Then what happens if Florida beats LSU or Alabama in the SEC championship, and then Ohio State and Penn State play each other? So what if Ohio State knocks Penn State out and Michigan beats Ohio State? Are you really keeping them out? Here's what I'll say: I'm an LSU fan. I want LSU to make the playoff. But if I would almost rather anarchy break out and then just every top five team loses and then the playoffs just filled with two lost teams. That's what I want. I, mean, I think that would be kind of cool. Uh, I mean, if LSU can't win the championship, that's what I want. So that's because I mean, that. are, are, how out of the possibility of like realistically that Pac 12 anarchy breaks out, Oregon and Utah both lose before they even play each other, which is very likely. That could happen. That, yeah. that actually. What? probably will happen so. and then what happens when the big 12 starts cannibalizing himself and baylor gets upset oklahoma loses to texas again yeah uh, i mean it's gonna be tough it's gonna be a tough yeah game. and and then auburn you know i think auburn and florida still have a shot auburn plays georgia and alabama yeah i mean so that's it's, that's it's, and all and if people don't remember 2017 auburn was number two in the college football playoff with two losses going into championship saturday that's true. People do forget that. By people, yeah. so yeah. And literally, the other day I was looking and I saw that literally this week in 2017, Auburn was 16th in the country and still somehow made it. Are you telling me Auburn and Florida, who will probably be 10 to 12 in the rankings, don't have a shot? No, I, I can't. I can't argue for that. So yeah. So I don't think in. in any of these teams make the playoffs. I will go ahead and say that, but they still have a shot. So I still think they belong in the conversation. Yeah. 
So that's, yeah, I'll agree with you. Um, so that's our playoff picture segment from now on. It's basically, I didn't really understand the uh, complexity of it, but for next week, I will also have my tiers uh, leveled out. That way Zach and I can do more of a debate instead of Zach listing his and then me saying, yeah, I agree. So, well, that, that tends to be Brandon's like <laughs> whole thing. Yeah, I ride coattails. It's kind of, I'm the coattail guy. Uh-huh. Uh, but going to continue on to our next segment. We have dumpster fire. And I didn't oh, want to have to I didn't want to have to do it to him, Zach. Because I think this might be the time they've been my dumpster fire. Hit him with it. Hit him with it. Nebraska. What are you doing? Can we talk for a second? I don't know what your deal is. I mean, think about the greatness of your program. Think about the 80s. Think about the 90s. Even think about the 2000s. And look where you're at right now. You're, you're losing games to Purdue. Purdue's just, their whole team is broken. And you lost a game to Purdue? Not only that, but you had the audacity to be like, oh, yeah, we have a chance to win our conference. And maybe a champion. Maybe we'll have a playoff seat. No, there's no way. You notice how you're not in tier one, two, or three, Nebraska? That's because you're not even ranked. That's because if I had to rank you right now out of the 130 teams in college football, you, I, I, let's, say, let's say 86. That's a good number for you, Nebraska. Terrible. Trash. Fire Scott Frost. Do whatever you need to do. He, he's, maybe he's better in the AAC. Maybe that's a better conference for Nebraska. Who knows? Well, we got a lot of things to uncover. This segment is just going to make me throw up, Zach. So take the reins before I, <laughs> before I have an aneurysm. I mean, it, I don't understand it, man. Nebraska, you guys are so trash. Like Literally oh, trash. You're a dumpster fire. God. It's insane. But I think yeah. I can one. I, th- I think I can one up you on my dumpster fire, though, man. Go ahead and try. All right, you know who? So I kind of prefaced it earlier. Do you remember the team that was ranked to start the season and that was picked to compete with Clemson for the ACC this year? <laughs> um, who was it, Zach? In case you guys don't know, Syracuse is that team. Syracuse. Yep. They had Syracuse. The- Syracuse finished ranked last year. As you remember, they almost beat Clemson last year. Yeah. Hey, that's two so they, those games. They Clemson. were picked they were picked so high in the ACC this year. But joke is on you, Syracuse, and your trashy dome. You are <laughs> three and six. Oh and five in the ACC. You can say whatever you want about Syracuse, but don't ever disrespect the dome ever again. You know what? Unless you win in the dome, the dome is trash. The dome is dead. The dome should be burned down. They're and dude, they have no more guaranteed wins on the schedule. They play at Duke. They look kind of decent. They play at Louisville, who is average, but they're better than Syracuse. And then they play number twenty-three Wake Forest, who has one loss on the year. Yeah, uh, and the things aren't looking great for Syracuse. If they finish out the season with <laughs> with no wins in the ACC. That's – I don't know – I have no advice for you. Dude, they lost this weekend to Boston College 58-27, to and they allowed 414 yards rushing. Not good. Not in, in In the dome. In the dome. Hey, hey, but you know what that means? You know what that loss for Syracuse means? Oh, Jesus Christ. I hit on my upset of the week this week, guys. I don't have to retire. I'm back. I have two wins for the season. 
still not great. I, I have I have so many questions. One, how bad was Boston College projected to be? <laughs> how were they how were they an underdog? I don't know. I think they were like a I think they were like a three point underdog or something. Dude, oh um Pitt. Hey, I have some Boston College is five and four. They're not bad. And they were <laughs> and they were a three point under they were. Oh my goodness. I've been looking they they actually were. Yep. I didn't try to fool you this time. I didn't wow. choose a team that was the You got so time. lucky. You got so <laughs> lucky. But dude, I mean Syracuse is all here's Syracuse's three wins, okay? You guys ready? Ready. Liberty. Liberty, okay. Okay, nothing. They are. I don't think they've won a game this year. <laughs> they did. They won. They scored sixty six points yesterday. Liberty scored sixty six. Yeah, dude, look it up. Sixty six points. Are you serious? Yeah, Liberty. Liberty. The Liberty Flames. Uh, they. I don't know what they're doing over there. I think they're in Virginia. I don't really know what there is to do against Virginia. They played UMass. To be fair. Oh my goodness! Like the last ranked team in the nation. But they won. They won sixty six to like twenty two. What is their record? Hang on. This is real good radio right now. I'll, I'll, I'll let me do something while Zach's looking this up. I'll no. Sing a song I mean, or okay. something. No, they're actually pretty good. Like, oh, oh, so <laughs> they've. I mean, they've won like what six games now, so they're bowl eligible. <laughs> this is hey, this is good for the brand right now. <laughs> Brandon, wow, Brandon was the analytics guy for once. Wow, and and so then their other two wins was Western (laughs) Michigan, okay, and Holy Cross, Holy Cross. (laughs) I didn't know they had a team. I didn't even know that was in college, bro. (laughs) Dude, I was looking out, and and there was like abbreviated like HC, and I was like, who the who the hell is AC? I was like, Holy I can name Christ. like every college football team like off the top of my head right now, and uh, who is HC? They've got to be like D three, right? uh, not even that, bro. They're definitely a high school team on steroids. It's NAIA, but yeah, not even NCAA. So Syrac- Syracuse, we will take the dumb away from you. I am not kidding. <laughs> I know someone who played football at Syracuse, and Sprague. I. I Right, and I mean, like, I mean, I, I don't know how great that is, but like, I know he's disappointed because I know he's the only fan y'all have right now. And yeah, is that really you guys fan died. How does that make you feel? Oh wow, it took a that was that was cold, probably. I know they're I'm trash. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't mean it. Wow, but yeah, Syracuse, get yourself together. I, I swear, we'll put you in the in the fun belt if you don't get it together. Okay. I mean, I, listen, fun belts, I like the fun belt. So that's not even that bad of a punishment in my eyes. <laughs> um, oh, man. Anyway, let's get move on to our next segment. <laughs> so now we've got top performers. Um, Zach, hit us with it. All right. So my first top performer is going to blow y'all's minds. I'm ready. I got the UCLA – are they, are they what's, what's their mascot? The Bears still? The Bruins. The Bruins. Okay. I'm, whatever. Same, <laughs> same thing. I don't know. Keep it in. Isn't a Bruin a bear? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, they had a, they beat Colorado to death 31 to 14, and they were up 17 to nothing in the first quarter. Yeah. 
And I'm really about to blow y'all's mind with this stat. UCLA is now four and five, right? They're probably going to be bowl eligible. That makes me scared. And who they have to play? They are four, and they are four and two in conference play. That's crazy. You know what that means, guys? Are y'all ready? I'm ready. UCLA is technically still in the running to win the Pac-12. That's uh, wow. That's true. Ouch. Uh, that hurt my head. Yeah, b- because they are not in the same division as Oregon. And Utah has already lost a Pac-12 game. So, technically, UCLA is tied for second in the South Division with USC. <laughs> that's, that's not – USC is better, though. They have Keaton Slovis. Uh, actually, UCLA has scored more points this season than USC, too. Uh, okay. Well, way to ruin that for me. <laughs> well, let's go um, ahead. Can I, can, I have my, can I have my first? Oh, no, I can't? Okay. No, no, we're going to keep going with this. <laughs> okay. Just in case y'all didn't know, UCLA still plays Utah and USC. Oh. So if they win, they go to the Pac-12. <laughs> they go to the Pac-12 championship game. Well, that's what I'm rooting for now. All anarchy will break loose. If this team, guys, this team was one in five midway through the season. Hey, man, they're on the revenge tour now. And they have ruled off they have reeled off three straight wins, all against teams who were ranked at one point this year. It's it's disgusting. They they beat Mike Leach uh, and then they went on a they went on a I don't even know, a tour to show that off. I, I I don't know, but um, Chip Kelly's working some magic. Uh, so here we are. UCLA might win the Pac-12, guys. Yeah, breaking news. Um, anyway, so that leads me into my first top performer this week. I've got Keaton Slovis. I know, I know, I know what you're going to say. Three touchdowns and three interceptions, and he lost. That's fine. He went 32 for 57. He threw 57 passes this weekend. You know how hard that is on somebody's shoulder? So he, he threw 57 passes, completed 32 of those for 264 yards, three touchdowns. And because he's the good sportsman that we all knew he was, he threw three interceptions. He had to be fair. So for every touchdown he threw, he had to give, he had to give, um, he had to give Oregon a chance to, to tie the game up. So he did that. And so for that reason, top performer, just a real class act Keaton is. And so I'll go ahead and move oh, into goodness. my second top performer this weekend. And those are the referees in the SEC. Good job, guys. Um, so, so this is actually a fun fact that the, the referees in the SEC scored points this weekend. They scored seven points. Uh, they were awarded for Georgia. But I woke up this morning to a plethora of tweets and retweets and whatever else. Uh, one of them was from a Harvey Updike, uh, just like a parody account on Twitter. That said, the final score of the Florida-Georgia game was uh, Florida 17, Georgia 17, refs 7. And so, good job, refs. Uh, can't believe you scored points. That's pretty good on It's pretty good on you. So, keep up doing what you're doing. Well, I'm telling you, man, let them mess up the game next week. I dare them. <laughs> we are coming. Yeah, well, hey, but, we're, we're okay with burning more bridges. We already said it. <laughs> but my second top performer is Baylor. 
who pulled out a close win, 17-14 for West Virginia. And now they move to 8-0, 5-0 in conference play. Dang. And they really have a good argument to be top 10 in Tuesday's playoff rankings. And this had all the makings of a trap game. Primetime, Thursday kickoff, team with new coach looking to prove something. And Charlie Brewer and this Baylor team found a way to win. And as long as they keep winning, they should be in the playoff. But you never know. And they still have to play Oklahoma in the championship. And, I mean, this is going to be extremely, extremely interesting down the stretch watching Baylor, you know, Try, I I just I don't know. I'm still, glory. I am just still shocked that they are eight and zero. Shooketh, really. Uh, I'll go ahead and and go off with my third one before you pull your third. Uh, my third top performer this week, and it's just because he accomplished a task that I thought was impossible. Trevor Lawrence, good job. You did not throw an interception this weekend. They played Wofford. That's the well. That I actually had that next to my notes. Downside. It was against Wofford. So, good job. You didn't throw an interception. So good on you, Trevor Lawrence. But no, really, there. I do have a top performer from this game, and that's Travis Etienne. Two hundred and twelve yards. Zach, guess how many carries? How many? Nine carries. He had two hundred and twelve yards oh, wow. on nine carries this weekend. Two touchdowns. Uh, I had to throw one serious one in there. Sorry, guys. So, tra- Travis Etienne. Good job, guy. Wow. Okay. Uh, so my top performer is Kansas State. And Who's Kansas this State? is right. Uh, Les Miles asked that question before the game. And <laughs> I have to say, I'm kind of glad y'all met now because now you have to figure out how to beat them because now this is 11 straight years Kansas State has beat Kansas. Uh, I did not know that. That's That's awesome. That's tough. And, you know, Kansas State moves to 6-2 and two with a chance to move into the top 20. That's and eligible right there. Easy. Easy. Right? I mean, and they have a pretty favorable schedule, I would say, to end the season. So this Kansas State team has a chance to probably finish in the top 15. They have West Virginia, Texas Tech, Iowa State, and Texas left. And, and the way that – Texas has been looking. That game might not be as hard as everyone thinks. Yeah, so if Kansas State finishes 10-2, and two, and one of their losses was to Baylor, which is looking like a better and better loss as we go on, I mean, this Kansas State team can make a run to the top 10, top 15 if they win out and finish 10-2. and two. Right. No, I and, agree Who's their other loss? Uh, their other losses to Oklahoma State on the road. Pretty good. I mean. Yeah. I mean, and Kansas State is sitting here tied for third in the Big 12. If Oklahoma slips up one game, Kansas State holds the tiebreaker, and Kansas State will play Baylor for the Big 12 championship. Who would have thunk? That? Who would have thought that? That's what I'm – I'm rooting for that. That's actually – that's my new favorite that's, thing in the world. And that I is Kansas Big State. 12 chaos. Dude, <laughs> that just wouldn't even be fair. I, I'd cry if that happened, like, like – like tears of joy if that happened. Yeah. So do your thing. So let's go. So let's Make go. K State. <laughs> State. All right. Let's move on to our next segment. We have bad beats. And guys, it was hard. Uh, bad beat this weekend. Everyone knows I hit my I hit my upset of the week. But and I, I'm choking up saying it. 
Hawaii lost to Fresno State on the island. So I said it. I said it last episode. I said it was a fluke that they lost. <laughs> they, they lost the game on the island uh, two weeks ago. They could never do it again. How could they do it again? They did it again. And I, this segment hasn't been like traditional bad beats. But if you, I mean, if you ask anyone what a real bad beat is, it's exactly what happened during this game. Hawaii came in as a favorite at home. They led the whole game. They were leading at halftime 31-7. to And then they got beat by a last-second field goal. That's a bad beat. That's on me. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not happy about it either. So, How much, how much money did you lose to podcast? <laughs> I don't gamble, so I didn't lose any money, Zach. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, I, I was not happy when I – I stayed up late watching this game, too. I'm glad I got that extra hour of sleep or else I wouldn't have I wouldn't I wouldn't be recording this podcast right now. I was sad about it. I'm still getting pretty choked up over it. So You should. You should feel horrible about yourself. I feel bad. Uh uh so guys, my first bad beat, my ups of the week pick missed, and it missed bad. bad. Mississippi State murked Arkansas. I mean Hell's it was Chad disgusting. Do. Chad Morris, he he guaranteed this win. He used the G. Yeah, Chad Morris, you're a fraud. You're fraud. a phony. Phony. Oh, you, that's you, the other. You're no, that definitely starts with a P. Whatever. Not in my book. <laughs> Brandon's not hooked on phonics, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, I'm sorry. I will never pick Arkansas again. I should have known better. This is the second self sabotaging thing I did this week, and you know. I'm very upset with myself right now because that was horrible. And then to top it all off, my second bad beat, I might quit the podcast over. Oh, no. Troy lost to Coastal Carolina. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It doesn't even sound like it's real, right? But they did. They lost to Coastal Carolina. Uh, I'm I'm done. You You could take over. I'm done. This is this on me now. This is my okay. It's all new. This all is right. your bad beat section now. Okay, bye, Zach. Um, <laughs> so that's bad beat <laughs> this week, uh, and we're gonna go ahead and move into our last segment, and that is dead to me. Dead to me was a new segment starting last week, and what it was is basically we have a team or really anything that is just like they have upset us to the point that they are just dead to us. We don't even acknowledge them anymore. And Zach, hit us with who's dead to you this week. I'm about to throw up. This is this is real growth that y'all thought I had, but here we are again. Oklahoma State. Uh oh. Here we are. Here we are again, Pokes. Yes, pokes. that is their that's their thing. The Pokes. You know, and you poke me right in my soul every week, and I thought we decided to go our separate ways, but here we are. And I just need you for me, just for me, just do it for me. Can y'all please decide if you are good or trash? I really I, need uh, to know. Yeah, I can't help you there. I don't. I don't know. I mean, this is so unhealthy. We just go back and forth. We really do. It's toxic. What? What? One day you're good. One day you are the dumpster fire, and I can't take it anymore. And you know, all good things must come to an end. And I said that. Last time I picked against you guys, what was it, last week? Oh, yeah. And But we all know that I am also toxic, and I love toxicity, and we will be, and we will be back. We, we both know it. We'll be back together when you play a big game, and I'll pick you, and Spencer Sanders throws 19 interceptions. 
So in my concluding of this segment, <laughs> there will be no growth here. Just like Spencer Sanders' throwing ability, we will continue to make the same mistake over and over again until Oklahoma State wins the national championship in 2051 when I died of ripe old age of like 32. <laughs> hey, we're, we're not here for a long time, Zach. We, we know that. Um, anyway, so I'll go ahead and move on to who's dead to me this week. And let me know when you're ready for it. I you ready. My dead to me this week is, guess who? It's you. The haters are dead to me this week, Zach. They're dead to me because, <laughs> like I said, I said, uh, and I want to play it back, and I might even put this little clip into the podcast. I've been getting, I've been getting torn up, Zach, because I could not hit on my upsets. You know that. Everyone knows that. I started this podcast for fun, and I was just getting made fun of because I only got one upset of the week right. It was the first week. But guess who's back, baby? It's me. I'm all the way back. I'm no longer on the hot seat. That's you. Goodbye, haters. If you can't, I know you can't see me right now. This is a podcast. I'm waving goodbye. I'm doing the Joe Burrow Texas wave. So see you never. Uh, keep listening to the podcast, though, because we really appreciate the listens. Uh, but that's our, that's our Dead to Me segment this week, and that actually concludes the podcast. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, I say it every single week. You probably know since you're listening, but we're available on – all podcast platforms we're getting up there and listens we're getting up there and popularity and we couldn't do it without you guys uh zach and i have been thinking about doing this kind of thing for a while now and we just never really set into action and having the listeners that we do really makes it worth it to us uh so zach hit them with the social media yeah guys so you already know the deal uh hit us on the ig at, at the underscore blue bloods and then Dark Twitter only, dark Twitter exclusively. It is at the underscore underscore blue bloods. Um, and then if you're a mom or you're, you know, a stay at home dad, hit us up on the Facebook. It is at the blue bloods pod. Uh, post on all of them all the time. We appreciate y'all interacting. Uh, appreciate you guys sharing and liking the post. Um, also shout out to everyone. Uh, who listens, please go leave us a review. I think Google podcast has it. Apple podcast, Facebook even has reviews. Go review the podcast. Tell your friends, tell your ex-girlfriends, tell your current girlfriends, tell your acquaintances, you know, whatever you want to do. I don't care. Tell just, just make sure that's right. Just, just whatever. Hit them in the head with just like blue buttons pod and just, or just take their phone. Be like, Hey, yo, can I give you my number? And just, <laughs> make sure they subscribe to the podcast we i don't care their phone too. that's fine that works yeah it's it's all good bro but uh we appreciate you guys listening and we'll keep giving y'all content and college football is really ramping up so hopefully y'all are enjoying it yeah uh leave a review keep listening uh we have some big things in the works be on the lookout for our newest episode uh this one actually came out on time so that's good on us we're doing really great over here and we have another episode, our preview episode for week 11 coming out on Thursday. So be on the lookout for that. Um, and Huge weekend uh, of college football. Yeah, we've got some big things in the works. Uh, we haven't announced them yet just because we like to keep you on your toes. That's our thing. And uh, that's it. That's a wrap.
We're like the kings of perfectly average, by the way. 